0: Hey, Doc Danny here. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. I know there's plenty of other things that you could be consuming or listening to right now. So I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you listen on a regular basis, I really appreciate that as well. Look, the times have uh, changed a little bit. Everyone is trying to scramble to figure out how they can move their clinical skill set online. And This is something that we've done for years, and we've been sharing this with countless practitioners by jumping on calls with them and trying to help them strategize on what they can do and how they can transition their clinical skill set online, which is very, very possible. So if you are in that boat where you're not seeing people in person the way that you were before or not at all, and you're trying to figure out how to utilize digital visits Uh, programming remotely and figure all that out let's jump on a call 45 minute call it's totally free head to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call and we can help game plan how you can move your clinic online as well so here's the question how do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about this is the question and this podcast is the answer my name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's up, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and we got... Two of my favorite people, Lauren and Aaron Snyder, on from Thrive Physical Therapy in San Diego. They are self quarantining like all good citizens are doing now in, at their house. Where's your dog? Where is, is uh...
1: Oh, you got it. Oh, I, I wish the people could see.
0: There he is. <laughs> oh, it's, it, wait, it's a boy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah his name's Gus. Name Gus, he's Gus in, that's right. Uh, that's his car seat. But, yeah. you know, he's not going anywhere. So
0: he's. You have a car seat for your French bulldog?
2: Yeah. He's got to be elevated <laughs> down on our level. He thinks he's a human. So, yeah. He has to be up. Or just yeah. wide all day. It's super annoying. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. French Bulldog. They have a French Bulldog named Gus. And, uh, <laughs> like, just the cutest little dog. I I, I have a patient that, uh, d- do you guys know um, the rapper Big Boy? He's outcast, uh, yeah, Like, Andre 3000's partner. So, he started a uh, kennel here in Atlanta. Um, I think it's called Big Boy Kennels, and they just did pit bulls for the longest time, but they started breeding uh, gray Frenchies, like blue gray Frenchies over yeah. right
1: there. like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Very we got the cheap one. We got a Brindle.
0: <laughs> so expensive. I didn't know how much they were, and he brought one to to a visit one day, and it was a puppy, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like big head, can barely stand up straight because his head is so big, right? And <laughs> and uh, But like blue eyes, like gray for... And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! That is a hell of a dog." And he told me the whole backstory of like the breeding of it and and, uh, and where it came from. So, yeah, they're they're cool dogs. They have really funny personalities. Heck
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely missing being uh, at work, like in person. I mean, yeah. he doesn't do much. He just sits on the couch, or he just is there to be pet by everybody else. We say he's, he's a, like therapy a therapy dog. dog. Yeah, right. but it's like yeah. for himself, really. Yeah.
0: Right. So he's <laughs> a selfish <laughs> therapy dog. <laughs> That's great. Well, so here's what I want to do. I, you know, you guys are uh uh in our mastermind. It's been fun to get a chance to, you know, meet you in person and see what you're doing. And uh and and now that we have some time, we've been able to like connect and share the stories of the people that we get a chance to see all the time because I think for most people they they think like, "Oh, like a cash practice doesn't work or you can never you know, replace your income from working for somebody else and, or scale past yourself. And it's just not true. And we see it on a day-to-day basis with people we get to work with. So, you know, for you guys, I kind of want to start at the beginning. So first of all, what made you want to become a physical therapist? And then after that happened, how did this, how did this, you know, power couple come together?
1: (laughs) Um, I wanted to be a physical therapist because um, well, I grew up, like, dancing and gymnastics and track and, like, high jump and, like, all of these different things. So I was, like, super into the body and then realizing, oh, the body's actually pretty cool. It can do opposing things, right? Ballet, but then also sprinting. But then also realizing that that's kind of not great and someone needs to help you through that. I went to a sports medicine doctor when I had, like, a jacked-up hip. And he was like, yeah, just rest. And I was like, F-. I mean... <laughs> No, I have a track meet and a dance competition this weekend, and I actually never went to PT, but I just got pissed that there was like no other option besides just don't go to your track meet and your dance competition. So that's how I got into it.
0: So that that led you. It was a spite. It was a spite transition, like a spite <laughs> occupation.
1: Yeah, because he was like the you know the specialist. He was the the sports med doctor. He, I remember he was young, pro like. Just like I thought he was super cool, but
2: because he had a fro, because he
1: had a fro, he's like a white guy with a fro, which is like
2: the cool oh, <laughs> okay. Huh. And
1: so I thought he was gonna like really give me some cool information.
2: I think your doctor's in a weird
0: way.
1: And well, <laughs> so I also was like in eighth grade, so this has gotten
0: really weird yeah, really so fast,
1: in spite <laughs> of him or that, that yeah, just being pissed off that there are no other options, and then also. I think primarily being a dancer and a gymnast and just being like, look at all the cool things my body can do. And then in college when I had to finally decide, I was like, well, what's the most relevant thing? Like (laughs) we only have one body. We got to live in this thing. So let's try to make it as, as good as possible. So
0: what about you, Aaron? What, how did you lead down this path?
2: I think mine, I think are really kind of based off of three different occurrences. My father's a surgeon growing up uh i loved medicine for some things but then everything else i saw him go through in terms of like always leaving my baseball games because his beef went out or being like oh sorry guys it's christmas dinner but gotta go i was like that sucks i don't want to ever do that (laughs) so i like this medicine stuff but i don't like what you do because (laughs) i don't want to have that that's not cool uh, so I vowed to never have a beeper. I don't think anyone has beepers anymore anyways, but I just never wanted. Well, I don't think they no, have anyway.
1: them Come so, Like on, that little time like period that. in
0: high school where it was cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. One, four, three, yeah. I, I got you, dude. Well, I, you, you also aged yourself saying beeper. Like, yeah, There's plenty oh, of people that are going to be like, they're going to be Googling, <laughs> what the hell is a beeper?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so no oh. that That's so
1: weird.
2: I stopped asking questions like I treat a lot of high school runners, and I was like, oh, yeah, this. They're like, you. you what are you talking about? I was like, damn it.
1: Someone didn't know NSYNC one time and I just, I went silent the rest of the treatment.
0: Really? But they knew Justin Timberlake, right? Like they were like, oh, he was in a different band?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sorry, I interrupted.
2: That's cool. So the first one was knowing, (laughs) No, I wanted to do that uh, based off my dad and not wanting to have a lot of what comes with being an MD. And then um, as an athlete, most of my life I got hurt a lot, which was kind of a bummer, but I constantly needed treatment and my parents were super open to that. So I got to experience physical therapy from a pretty early age and I really lucked out and got some really good ones that were, that were awesome. And so that definitely enticed me. And um, the third piece was that I really suck at a lot of other stuff. And so just not going to happen. Right. Vocabulary, grammar. I literally have to have Lauren still proof check some of the shit that I do. So it's not awesome. And So it's like, oh, don't be a writer. That's not what you were given. Don't be a, an accountant. Absolutely not. And I don't like to sit still very often. So the fact that, you know, all those three things together really kind of made my decision of being a PT pretty early. I mean, I, I knew it even in high school. I played football and there was an athlete trainer there. And I remember getting in trouble constantly because I was sitting there talking to the athlete trainer. Hey, let me you an ankle, man. What's that? What are you doing? He's like, don't bother me. I'm busy. I'm like, no, no, it's cool. Give me some tape. I'll tape some. And I was actually his like assistant in high school and and just, I loved it. I even loved. it. That's why I was late. I didn't care. I was like, I want to be in this environment more than I want to be on the football field, which uh, was kind of weird at the time, but <laughs> I still did it. So those are my three things mainly that kind of put me in. you the,
1: were an athletic trainer.
2: Well, I became an athletic <laughs> trainer prior to becoming a, a physical therapist. So yeah. That, that,
0: that, oh, that, so you went that, that, that path. path. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, before thrive so like how did this get started before you guys decided let's go into business together
1: we well, we met in pt school so this has kind of been our life like i but i distinctly remember like being a little girl and just being like i'm never gonna have the same job as my husband like that sounds so boring like i really admire like differences and now here we are wah, wah.
0: <laughs> yep, didn't work out
1: <laughs> very different in in many other ways wow. um, we met in, yeah. we in PT school, we um, worked for a company in Chicago, um, and then we, when we moved back to San Diego, we helped them to open that business back up, so Aaron was the manager there, um, and we just kind of got to see, not on our own dime, <laughs> you know, like, what yeah. it took to open up a, a business. Um, so we were there for a couple of years, and we were just working freaking hard, like, five a m to eleven pm you know whether wow. um, for so many reasons right and so I think I was like, well, if I'm gonna work this hard, I might as well just do it for myself a um and also I think we were talking about this earlier like if I'm gonna fuck it up, I'd rather just mess up things for myself yeah. <laughs> and not somebody else i don't don't like to let other people down if, yeah. you know if I am gonna i don't you, would, you don't have to have someone over your head, you don't have to and we we both started having people come to the clinic that we worked at asking for us hmm. rather than you know the name of the clinic so so I was like
2: it's like yeah feeling <laughs> if I'm, I'm building something that I want to use I'm building my own house versus versus building someone else's house it's like cool yeah you can, it's nice to help people but then at some point in time you want to have all the stress and the challenges build something for yourself that you can then say yeah that's mine it's either terrible or it's awesome, and either way, it's yours. So yeah. you, it's, it's a much different stress, which obviously you know. So that's well, who
0: of- who made the transit? Was it like was one of you pushing harder for this than the other, or was it like a, a joint decision?
2: I did it. Yeah, Lauren said peace out first, and, um, <laughs> I
1: actually never ever wanted to. I we had a meeting with our previous employers, and it like came down to it boiled down to like, Aaron, what is it? Aaron lives to work. Lauren works to live. Because mm-hmm. I was always like. I just like, I want to have a life outside of work, you know, and I never want to own a clinic. I don't want to have employees. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Cause so many clinic, uh, owners that I know are fucking crazy. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, because Sure. mostly because they take insurance, but that's another podcast. Well, no, that is this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you're on the right one. This is um, good, this is the right one. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so I said I said peace out first, and I think also, you know, as a as a women's health specialist, so I'm treating pelvic floor and pregnancy and postpartum, I'm a little more like niche.
2: Yeah,
1: that was also a little bit safer for me to go because I already had a little better following just because there's not that many of us versus right. um, Aaron being orthopedics um, PT. I mean, he's a CFMT, which is fantastic, but nobody knows what those freaking letters are like
0: it yep. took so much One of them,
2: nobody life. but it's
1: well, it's uh, not for me to
2: like you know you're not going to say that and just boom have a practice uh, it's not going to happen
0: no and not can, at all
1: yourself, so. yeah no
0: Absolutely. it was you know and I think that to your point it's you know yes I do think that uh w- w- the women's health niche the problem is very sensitive it's it's uh very frustrating and the more that there's uh you know frustration and embarrassment and and stopping them from things that are life activities or in in some way causing issues there, uh, they're going to seek out getting help and be willing to pay for it because it's such a frustration, right? Versus, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we know that oftentimes, especially the male athlete, they have to like basically have like their leg falling off or their back has to be so bad that they look like a question mark before they even (laughs) think about going somewhere. And usually it's their spouse that makes the appointment for them because they're still too stubborn to do it. Right. So, so yeah, I do think that it's not that it's an easier niche. I think it's just a more, uh, it's it's a, it's a less uh, busy niche with, with people that are able to do it well. Uh, And if you can relate to people on that level where you're working with them as very sensitive topics, like they develop a lot of trust with you and then they're like your best, they're just your, your biggest fan, right? So which, yeah. which one of you guys noticed, and obviously I, maybe I'm just teeing this up, but which niche has been more um, uh, or, or been easier for you to kind of grow volume with? That's
1: a great question. Huh. I don't know. I think me at, I don't know, me at first, but now yeah, Aaron's sure. just like, first, yeah. oh yeah, at first, because it was just me. But, and, and.
2: I think, well, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I don't know.
2: It's in my brain, I got it. Okay, go. Um I think I think it's a different world because Lauren did start it and so there was so much foundational work that went into it. And um when I see her patients come to her and even talking with people who do refer to her, there is like a there's a very deep uh love and like respect and, and I don't know what it like a connection that happens between her and her patients. Yeah. I think so it's very strong, but I do feel unfortunately with the stage of wherever they are, whether they're pre or postnatal, they don't come in as often. They don't need to. And so there's definitely a bigger gap. And so mm-hmm. if we look at sheer numbers, uh, it might be lower. But if we look at connection, it's very strong. And these people are like, oh, no, no, Lauren, period. And they don't question it. And it's like, it's not like, well, she? there's no follow-up. It's like, Lauren, okay, where is she? And it's, they don't even talk about money. It's like, I don't care. Well, I need yeah. to go. It's important. This is important to me. And they do it. And I think the birthing world in San Diego is very, uh, I mean, I was, you can speak more than I can, but very t- tight knit. Like everyone knows each other yeah. and there's a lot of respect and there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of compassion to everybody in that situation. So I don't know if the numbers would say it necessarily, but like for me, when and they the, go away
1: for like six weeks, yeah. you know, and then they come mm-hmm. back and then their kid's sick and then they have to go away. And so, yeah, I think you nailed that on
2: the. Boom got it nice the, the my my niche which i honestly literally tripped over a log and fell into face first uh are these i feel like ultra, the log hit
1: you like you were yeah standing someone hit me in the face like...
2: of the log. i don't even know you tripped but <laughs> it i just literally have patients that have come to me and, and they're very passionate and very dedicated runners and unfortunately they had already gone through the gamut of just oh, we'll roll it out, or, oh, just rest, or, oh, here's some new shoes, or all the things that are very passive, which I, I really do despise on multiple <laughs> levels. You're running a 100-mile race, and you want to Yeah, there's nothing passively.
1: passive about that. It doesn't
2: yeah. make any sense. Now, I, now, if you ripped you rip something, and there's acute stuff, of course, of course we're going to rest a little bit. But, um, and so I think just my mindset of treating it was just so unique and different to these people that – it, and I got in touch with a couple of the, the you know matriarchal women in this running group, and they're like, "Oh, Aaron does all these things differently. This is what it is." And then when they kind of let their other running people know, there was no question either. Like, "Oh, he does that. Okay, cool. Well, if you said so. I'll, I'll go." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: So basically, we are like, a, this is not intentional. We're a freaking women's physical therapy group.
0: Basically, <laughs> it sounds like your your avatar is. Uh, Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. It seems like you guys both have um, done a good job with like relationship development in a local setting. So like local marketing and, and being able to establish your, you know, your, your presence. So what have you guys done with that? that you look back kind of like retrospectively on and say, man, it's really smart for us to do this. And I, you know, and like, since doing this, we've definitely seen an increase in, in patient volume.
1: Um, just like you said, like, just all local stuff, like, I um, go to doula circles, I actually haven't been in a bit, we haven't had it in a while, but um, I did training to be a postpartum doula, and then when you become a doula, you, we get together, and you just sit around and talk, like, it's just, you go to the things, and I would go to workouts with, um, with some of my patients that were postpartum or pregnant, whatever, would go to their workouts, and would have, um, like, make connections with like fitness pros and and, uh, personal trainers and then they'd come take a dance class with me. And it was really just more about like making friends.
0: Yeah. And then they
1: happened to like also know people that they could refer to, you know, like instead of, I think when we were in the other, other clinic, when you're working for someone else, we were split up between like, we did do the grassroots kind of stuff that we wanted to do. Like we went and worked out and, um, We worked out at Orange Theory, and two of those people became really good friends of ours. And we actually got a lot of, you know, uh, patients and stuff from them. But then when we worked for that clinic, they also wanted us to go and talk to all the doctors. And we're like, oh, huh. yeah. like yeah, go to the doctor's office. Can I talk to so and so? And like that just didn't really. We
2: talked about like beepers. Yeah, I don't like. beepers. Yeah. <laughs> <don't like>
1: <laughs> that didn't really work. So when we took it to our own practice, we just went with what just felt normal, which was like make friends and then almost like secondarily be like, yeah, and I'm a physical therapist and oh yeah, I work on vaginas or, you know, like in my my case, obviously. And then
0: probably could lead with that. Yeah. And that (laughs) would be good. I I had, I had a, uh, a a professor one time that she was trying to talk people into going, this is at Baylor. So in the, uh, like the army's program, and she was a women's health uh, PT and she said, if you want job security, become a women's health PT. And one of our, one of our PTs ro- uh, raised her hand and she was like, why? She goes, because there's way more vaginas than women's health PTs. And, <laughs> uh, and I always remember that. I was like, good point. Like backup, backup, backup plan for me is probably going to be um, head that direction. Uh, but I'm glad that there's plenty of you around that they can help with that because it's definitely not my wheelhouse.
1: No. And there's so many ways to help. You don't. It's not just all internal stuff like that. I mean, for True. Or exercise primarily.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, definitely do that. So, what about with runners? So, how did you carve out, you know, your niche with that? And and uh, and was it was it systematic or like you said, was it just like, oh man, I can, not keep not it. and really then all of a sudden like, done.
2: no, we're not, we don't, we're not very systematic. I would say it was very similar to Lauren, but it did come down to um, taking that that marketing idea that was in the insurance practice and being like, like not only did it not work that well, but it was it was like. Uh, soul crushing crushing to do during the time period which is definitely not going to happen as you and your own business and so I looked at who do I like to spend time with and who is in the running channels and, and just continually reach out to them like people are saying now and just try to support. So now it's definitely support because it's one of our only ways that we can show um, you know, compassionate to people and everything else. Mm-hmm. But before it was just more like, I would go and not be like, oh, hey, uh, let's try to do these things so we can both profit. And I really want to focus on how we're both going to profit as opposed to, oh, you have a person who is trying to go for the Olympic trials and has zero money, but they're having a significant issue. And this is going to literally mean they go to the Olympics or not. I'll see them for free. They're mm-hmm. so like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll see her for free. Let's go. I'll do pro bono work. This is, a, this is going to be Olympian and this might not let her go. This is ridiculous. Absolutely not. And so I think people started to see that. And then I just kept that same mentality and would give away a look, a lot of stuff constantly. And then I would keep meeting these people. I'm like, whoa, what'd you say? They're like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the so-and-so for this massive running group. I'm like, oh, super. Yeah. How can I support you? And it would just kind of keep yeah. domino effecting down to where I keep meeting these people. And I was like, oh, you're a you're the coach for a local high school. That's awesome. Does your team need help? Well, of course they do. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Let's do it. And so it just, you help one person and I would somehow get six patients out of it yeah. that are not even questioning all of the packages and everything else. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but it's been fun for sure.
0: Well, I think you guys do a great job with that. And, and to your, you know, I meant to bring up, you bring up doulas. I have to tell you, you're going to love this. When Ashley was, when we were in Hawaii, we had a doula for a uh, uh, Lamaze class that we were going through. Um, and the name of our doula was Piper Lovemore. Like, I, I can't make it up. And her husband was Chaz. I don't know his last name, but he was a, he was a uh, music producer. And I would see him at all these like reggae concerts uh, that they would have all over the island. I would see Chaz with his little boombox. <laughs> but Piper Lovemore, no kidding, Piper Lovemore. And, and I'll take it a step further. And Ashley might not appreciate this. This is how granola my wife is. Not only does she have a doula named Piper Lovemore, but then she dehydrated her placenta.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Not 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 where you're at, but as a <laughs> as a, a male in the, in a military setting, <laughs> the first, what happened was I had a patient that came in and he had he had they had a baby and I was like, dude, how's it going? He goes, great. I was like, how's your wife? He's like, she's doing some weird stuff. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well. I don't even almost don't want to tell you. And I was like, you got to do it now. So he goes, well, she got her placenta dehydrated, encapsulated, and she's been eating it every day. And I go home and I tell Ashley, cause she's, she's pregnant, you know, and I'm like, you gotta listen to this. This is crazy. Like, this is some savage shit. And she, she's like, wow, that's nuts. Why would somebody do that? Next thing I know, you know, a couple weeks later, she's like, I think I'm going to do that. And, uh, Piper, Piper came to the hospital, took her placenta, dehydrated it, Individually encapsulated it, gave yeah. it back. So, yeah, I know. I, I think that I'm familiar with the group that you roll with. It's a, it's a definitely <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's a, yeah, interesting.
1: the hip, hypnobirthing uh, group in particular is the one that I like to roll with.
0: And yeah, <laughs> I can see that. You no, know, it, it seems like you guys are like, yeah, th- that area is very, very progressive. You know, to, to highlight what you guys are talking about, you do a really good job of just, uh, you know, engaging with other people. You know, this whole idea and, and Andrew uh, Millet, I, I talked to you earlier today. His favorite book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you guys uh, ever read that?
1: No, uh, but it's sounds-
0: okay. Well, I don't think you need to. So, because uh, you're, do- <laughs> like you're, you're actually doing it. Like, so, so it's, it's all about just the idea of, uh, you know, people find other people interesting that find them interesting, right? So, so being able to ask questions and be engaged in somebody in a non fake way. That the, the book is all about that. Right. And you'd be shocked at, I mean, very few people actually do that, but both of you do. And I don't even realize it, but like, that's sort of like a superpower that, uh, when you do eventually bring another staff member on, it would be really smart of you to a have them read that book. And then you talk through them, you know, like how you go about developing relationships with other people, because not a lot of people, I um, mean, you know, are able to do that at the level that you guys have. So I think that's huge. Um, aside from that, how is it working together? How is the relationship with like being in business together? uh, So as business partners, but also being, being married.
2: I would say at first, I mean, it definitely goes up and down. I think everybody, I'm sure you can agree to that for many I mean, for us for sure. But when we first started to think about this process, the um, owners of our last clinic were actually really helpful in, in offering us like this um, communications course, it's called Imago Therapy which was definitely- no, pretty
1: much, I mean, they, yes, they definitely allowed us to do it. But I was like, Hey, <laughs> if you want Aaron and I to work together, and not that we fight as a normal couple, we don't really fight. But like when you working together is not the same as living together, right? Sure. Having to rely on one another is not the same. I mean, it, well, you know, um, so I asked him, like, can we take can we take this course, the Mago therapy course? Because we're going to need to learn how to to communicate differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we went, and um, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be such a simple course. I'm going to crush it. It's just a week, you know, weekend thing." And <laughs> we start going, and uh, the, one of the biggest topics at first was mirroring how to correctly mirror. And I was like, "Oh, I mirror patients all the time. Oh, and this is cake." <laughs> And so this wonderful woman, I can't remember her name, but she was the instructor and Lauren were there and, you know, we were kind of on the hot seat and we went through a really simple, I don't know, a couple sentences or a paragraph, not a lot of information. And Lauren, Lauren told it to me and I, like so I pay an now turn a mirror and I was like, oh, i blah got it, cool, Boo, blah, 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 blah. and I stopped and turned away and I started like, I don't know, and they're like, are you serious? And I was like... Dead serious. We talking about a crush? It was easy. They're like <laughs> That was the worst example of mirroring that I've ever heard. You know? It was, I was just like, like
1: making shit up. How like-
2: dare you say that? And, and born and both and everyone else like, yeah, that was actually really bad. You didn't say anything that she said. I was like, oh shit, we're in for it now. This is. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I'm in for yeah. So I okay, mean, I had this, I had this very un uh, natural or un. Unreal confidence that was shattered day one. And that's kind of been what I tried to remind myself is that um, I can't take and there has to be a breakdown between All right, married life and business and there's so many things that she'll say one word and it will trigger me to oh That third year of our relationship. That's what you meant when you said that word So I'm gonna go there magically. And that's all this means and that was why I was so bad at mirroring because I tried to like you know Become even too efficient, like okay, well, I already, I'm already, already having, yeah, which like, would just like make me very wrong and cause <laughs> a lot of issues. So that was something that we learned early on. So I think that was very helpful. And then um I think your, I mean, the whole um onboarding and, and mastermind group has really allowed us to take what we already kind of had started and put it into an extremely helpful situ- like situation. Of, okay, these are your tasks; these are mine. They have to be fully completed, so there's not going to be this back and forth, well it's half done. Well, did you do it? Well, I thought you were gonna do it? And that never goes well ever. And Maybe. so I has been no. really, super helpful to make sure that we're just like, no, this is the task. And if it's not to like completely your ass is scraps. It's your fault. That's what it is. And so there's not gonna be like uh, oh sorry, well I thought you were gonna do that. Like, no, why? Yeah it's in your bucket. Yeah. I think am like, not from, gonna touch your bucket.
1: From from my perspective, from starting Thrive, I I, I did start at Thrive and Aaron came out like six months after that. So that first six months as you know was like the freaking shithole like you just have really? to learn everything and i hadn't signed up for on um, the mastermind at that time so i just figured everything out and which is great because now i know everything so then aaron came on and i was like the leader right and um that sucked <laughs> because <laughs> it's not doesn't feel nice to like be bitchy kind of in a in a way like just For me, at least, in work, I'm like, this is it. This is what needs to be done. Do this. And, like, I don't really say it very nicely, I think, and that's something that I'm still working on, but I don't put on, like, the white hat because I'm not your freaking wife right now. Like, we're we're working together, so that's been really hard.
2: a little thicker skin, it's fine. (laughs) Cry that much.
0: Right, yeah. It just goes in the other room and cries to himself at night. It's fine. It's
2: fine. Yeah. I'll I'll be Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) because then you want to come home and then turn back into like husband and wife and like yeah
2: yeah
1: speaking from my side, like the, I kind of look at it like when you're, when I'm in that like boss role, you know, it didn't feel it's like masculine, and then I would like to go back to like the feminine. Hey, let's hang out. I'm the feminine one, and you're like masculine, and whatever. And that well, didn't get to happen. And I'm
2: in the other room crying, so it didn't work <laughs> very well for a while. But no, so, I, I think one of my things that I felt too is that as a manager of the other of the other company, I did have my roles, and there were so many other pieces that I didn't really have a, a say in because they were obviously just like ownership things and so then transitioning over to an ownership role when Lauren had done all of it from the start I remember very early on being like this isn't that bad this is kind of this is kind of cool like treat people and they give me cash and all right and then as Lauren started to break down more and start to feel how I wasn't helping her enough then I had to kind of come to the realization of like oh I need to take over a lot more of this okay cool so I can't just kind of fall back into my cushy oh people do things for me role which I yeah. had and and that was definitely another realization too that I think was helpful because I was just I you you don't know what you don't know and so I, until we obviously yeah. joined the group and yeah. and Lauren had a couple of breakdown sessions where we almost got physical I mean just <laughs> <laughs>
0: almost come to blows you know look I I'll be honest with you though I think that uh, so you know, I'm in a relationship where like my wife is very direct and I have, I am very okay with that. Like, I think it's great. (laughs) I also had parents that yelled at me as a kid. And, and, and I also know that I suck at plenty of things. Like, I think you have to be, um, you you have to be self-aware enough to know when to lead and when to follow. And that can be a really hard thing to do in, in a, especially when you're married to your business partner. Right. So, you know, being able to like like the, the the flow of that is really challenging. And I, I had a conversation with um, Kelly and Juliette Sturette about this mm-hmm. and how they sort this out as well. And, you know, I mean, there's definitely like defined places where one is in charge and the other one is not. And then, you know, when they go home and, and uh, they're not at work anymore, then it's like not a business conversation. It's it's parenting and it's, it's, it's their relationship. And it's, but it can be so tricky because there's so many lines that are blurred there. So I think it's really, I don't know, it's something I really wanted to get into you mm-hmm. with you guys because- you know, not only are you in business together, but it's, it's a, it's a startup essentially, like you're, you're growing you guys. And one came on and then the other one. So, so whose roles are what? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys like really good at that you stick to? And then the other one stays away from it.
1: <laughs> uh, we have that listed out somewhere.
2: I mean there's definitely some violent ones where it's like anything. Like, it, you're it oh sorry, not violent. Yeah. <laughs> like very obvious ones. Like I mentioned before, I'm I'm very, very bad at numbers and, and all those things. So Lauren is definitely more of the financial bookkeeping person. Luckily now we've gotten help with that because it's just a lot of work to do. But yeah. early on that just wasn't. Something that I should be trusted with, period. I mean, I definitely needed to be aware of the things and do these right. actually make sense the number wise, but for me to actually crunch them and, and make the numbers happen was was definitely not gonna be something that was was or should be put on my shoulders. Yeah. Um what other things? I would say I definitely do well with things that can be brought into like tax formation. So okay, you need to do this post. You need to talk to this person, you need to set these things up. So I guess that kind of is a widespread of things, but anything that kind of is in task form as opposed to like, okay, where well, those multiple things that need to be kind of grabbed around and put into this. <laughs> that's mold, me. I don't do that well. No. So we've we've tried to work into those areas like, okay, well, this part of the business is more of that, like, hey, let's kind of grab and manipulate and be very uh, you know, imaginative and stuff, and that's a Lauren thing, as opposed to like, no, no, no here's the 15 tasks, do them, or you don't get dinner. Cool. Well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna do those tasks, and I'm
1: gonna oh. make sure they're done. Yeah. So right now, it kind of is like I make the tasks and like keep track keep track of all the shit, and then make a list. And like Aaron does a bunch of stuff, and um, follows up with a lot of a lot of people, and puts up posts, and all. I mean, we both do posts and everything. Um, so we still it's actually something that we're continually working on, and something that we, oh, yeah. we've learned from you and from Eve. And um, we have our little buckets. Um, and I think like one of the things I'm so famous for saying is like, you don't get to not be good at that. Like you don't get to not do that because we are our only option. So we're continually like trying to figure out like, well, I'm not good at it. You're not good at it. Which one of us is going to do it?
0: (laughs) Or who else can do it? I think that's the other thing too, is we start looking at, you know, if, when I look at you guys, I think. How, how can, and right now is a different circumstance because you can't really like go out in the community and, and engage with people, but like how much of your time can be spent out, you know, around other people using your superpower of being able to connect and people liking you and then wanting to do business with you. And then all the other crap can be, you know, systemized and delegated to an admin or to a virtual assistant to be able to really get a lot of that precious time back that's so useful other places. And and, and in a digital sense, you know, one thing that, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it could be social media for sure, but even the forum that we're in right now, like this is like such a interesting uh, platform. I, I've, I've, I've podcasted for years, right? So uh, I'm biased, but I think that if The the same skills that are good with like reading people's body language and being able to improv with somebody and like those things that you do well in person, you can do the same thing on a podcast and a podcast is a leverageable, you know, platform that can be done remotely with people all over the city or, you know, country or whatever it might be depending on your niche. So, you know, I I think for you guys, it sounds like you're still figuring out what are these things that one of us needs to be good at versus who else is better at this that we can get them to do that and then focus on the shit that you're really, really like world-class at. And that will really help accelerate what you're doing, you know, even more. But that's just a tough thing to do because when you're just getting into it, you don't know what you're bad, you're bad at until you do it. And you don't know just how much free time you can free up for somebody else. And it's, it can be also challenging to think like, well, then I got to train that person. But, you know, but you have an admin you guys have brought on. Like, how beneficial has that been?
1: It, totally. Like, even, even in this, like, weird time right now. So, I think we saw our last patient, um, Aaron saw his last patient on Tuesday like the seventeenth, yeah, uh, in clinic in in the office, and then she started that Monday after, I
2: believe so, or yeah. that
1: Tuesday after, and mm-hmm. so we were at home, so we've just been doing Zoom calls right now. We got to get on with her when we're done here, and she's been really. It's actually like a blessing in a crappy, horrible disguise. It's been yeah. really, really good today. I noticed like she's already getting like our personalities and the fact that like we can just she's she's picking up what we're putting down we're like verbal diarrheaing at her and she's like yeah i got it
2: i'll i'll help you yeah. <laughs> bring that's it together like a lot of people do that and then when they actually produce something you're like damn it you didn't get me okay well then i gotta be clear next time so obviously yeah. it would come back to us but she is actually doing it and you're like oh cool that's i didn't even say that she took me that step further yes
1: yeah we're lucky <laughs> oh, okay, out right, right, right now yeah. so yeah no,
2: well,
0: that's, that's what's so great like even with bookkeeping right you, you think to yourself nobody likes this. Let me tell you what, people fucking love it. Yeah. Like they literally do. My, I, I have, I, you know, our accountant loves organization of numbers. She geeks out on it. She teaches it. You know, she likes it so much. And I got on a call with her. She's awesome. She's like the best accountant we've ever had, but then she just wants to go, go on a whole other tangent because she's so passionate about this stuff. And I'm just like, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you got a handle on this, you know, but like she loves it. And I, I I, know that for a lot of people, they think like, man, who likes this task? It's so redundant or it's so boring. But to other people, they, they, they love it. Or even look at like cleaning. You know, uh, I had somebody tell me this one time, they're like, you may hate cleaning, but to other people, they, 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 they like, they have the sense of pride of like, well, look at it now. It's like cutting your grass, right? So, you know, it's, there's plenty of people that like things that maybe you don't like and uh, finding those people and then really it's like synthesizing it down to what are the things that really matter most patient care number one like because your guys are doing that to fulfill it digital digital visits at this point or coaching remotely or whatever it is that you want to do from a digital standpoint but in person it's gonna be patient care uh then it's gonna be relationship development like what for for you guys which is what drives most of the business everything else aside from those two things you know, you should protect like crazy. Everything else needs to be delegated to somebody that can be better at that. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see this huge, you know, change in terms of revenue because you're going to be focusing and doubling down on these things that are just so valuable. So, you know, it's it's definitely a learning curve. Where, where have you guys been spending most of your time, like building things right now that you're, you know, kind of stuck in the house?
1: Um, what are we doing? We're like trying to build really like posts and Instagram and just like a lot of content. content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting together ideas of something that we can put together, Um, some product. um, Following up with past clients, past patients, and training our admin a lot right now. And yeah, that's yeah. I think primarily. I mean, yeah. Aaron's doing his Instagram live this week. I did one last, or did a Facebook live last week, and then I'm going to do one next week, like a live um, eval, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm just sure show people like how that goes and just thinking more about this we we didn't do that before we would like do our thriving thursdays um and just we would record it and then like send it all to um courtney our friend and like she would handle it like it just the instagram world was not not our not our jam and so now we're just trying to get comfortable with that mm-hmm. and putting stuff out that that like sometimes we think like oh that's not very interesting but or not very helpful. But then everyone just keeps telling us, you know, like not every, not everyone is us. Not everyone speaks PT. Not everyone knows this kind of stuff that's just normal to us, especially being married, especially since dating from PT school. Like we kind of live in this PT bubble that like, oh yeah, doesn't everyone know that? Or at least I feel like that. I'll be like, well, like, duh, I'm not gonna put that out. Someone's gonna think that's not really helpful or useful information, but that's because we're living in this PT bubble. Like, there's yeah. us. We have our Zoom calls. You know, like, we're talking to a lot of PTs that know this information. So I think focusing on getting more stuff out there, whether we think it's that mind-blowing or not.
2: When we've used, <laughs> we used, we probably, sadly, we've used this time to catch up. I mean, we were oh gosh, probably yeah. since the start of, of me coming into Thrive, like, we've always been trying to play catch up. And so now it's a wonderful time. And, I mean, honestly, it's like we've actually love to have like okay now we can put these hours in to say okay we should have already done this there should have already been this foundation of all the stuff that mainly you guys have you know taught us and finally now we can actually set up and see and hopefully i mean our goal is to be at the end of this pandemic back to work and have this
1: (laughs) system of uh,
2: business where i mean it didn't feel like a fortress before it felt very much like a you know a, a fort in the house made out of sheets it's like okay well this is it's cool. It's cool shit. But it's we're great. helping but people. I'm, yeah, but I'm not really confident this is going to handle even just the door opening up, uh, let alone now, if we come back, I think we're going to have, I mean, we were, you know, we were like right at a good spot. We were about to rent a room out to an we We're about to hire an admin, like all this stuff. And so as long as we can keep it there and build the foundation underneath it and then we open back up, I think it's going to be powerful. So
0: this, that's- I, I cool. totally agree. I mean, yeah. what a golden opportunity to build, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: We, we have so much information from from you guys that it's great, but also overwhelming, right? Yeah. So this has been a, an amazing time to actually sit down and go through your stuff and not just listen to it or yeah. watch it, but put it into practice. I mean, practice. It's, so, it's such
0: a like common, uh, you know, uh, response that we get back from people. Like, you know, what do you, you know, how, how are things going? I, I think I've, <clears throat> I think I've boxed like every single person in our mastermind group and <laughs> And, uh, and just check in, like, how are things going? And, and a lot of them, it's funny. like, they're just like, Hey, this has been awesome. Like I, I feel, I feel good about where my business was, where I'm at now. And I have time to work on infrastructure so that, you know, and and relationships and maintaining those so that when, when things are, you know, back to normal, the practices is, is is back on track. They're in a better place where they're going to be able to scale even, even more because they're not sitting around just like, you know, Having a pity party for themselves, trying to learn how to bake sourdough bread, like you know, for whatever. Maybe oh, that's I'm their.
1: Still gonna do that. Danny listen, maybe that's their me. passion. This <laughs> is this
0: is a like I I actually know somebody's doing this right now, and I think he should open his own bakery because he's he he makes some pretty damn good bread. But he he doesn't like what he does for a living, and now he's working from home so much. I don't <coughs> think he's gonna go back. But, <laughs> but but for you guys, like you have this thing that you now have an opportunity to to like really build the infrastructure of it. Where like who's gonna give you? A mandated like weeks or months where it's like hey you you have this time you're never gonna get it again like this like use it or lose it so you know building that out to where your admin is just like fucking killing it like somebody calls her and she's a sales ninja you know being able to like have her have all her systems down and follow up people reaching out to every past customer that you've worked with checking in on them, see how things are going you know it to develop lead generation right now via what you guys are doing with the running stores and, and your and the different groups that you run in Lauren with and like women's health and and building this bolus of people that you've had goodwill that you've developed with during this time, aside from like, you know, revenue generation from plenty of the things that we can uh, be working on. Like that's just pressure and that pressure that you're going to build all of a sudden, whenever everything is back to normal, you're going to have a ton of, of business coming your way because of the things you're working on now and a much more efficient business model that I get you. Like it's, it's, I feel like you play catch up the entire time you have a business. It's, (laughs) it's, it's like that with, with that and kids, I'm like, shit, I've been meaning to read this kid's book for like 10 freaking years or eight eight years. I heard old my son is. And uh, and now I'm finally cracking it open because I got a little bit more time right now. You know, it was like eight years later and now I'm going to be a better parent, right? So, you know, the, the thing is, is, it depends what you spend your time on. And I see too many people spending their time on things to just pass the time instead of use the time to really... To to be you know beneficial, so you know I think what you guys are doing is 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 great. It's it's been super fun talking to you, you know. And and uh, I, my last question for you is like, what's the what's the vision of Thrive? Like, where do you guys want this to be in the next five years?
1: Jeez, we do, we filled that out in our goals. Yeah, we talked
2: about that a few times. Um, I think the the main thing that we kind of you know definitely agree upon there's a couple of different routes but it's definitely having a business that works for us and having you know not having to be in it every single day for sure. us to make money um trying to hire a couple we call them doppelgangers so we're looking for like our actual
0: <laughs> people know, like you yep
2: key yes. that we can help to build and and you know improve the lifestyle of people in San Diego I mean that's that's definitely a big goal um but not. I don't think we, we agree agreed to not have like. I don't want 15 clinics. We don't have this massive, <laughs> massive uh, aspiration or goal to have these, you know, a, a, an empire. But one or two, maybe one, one to two clinics and, and a couple of really stellar wow, PTs. Oh, wow, wow. when
1: did we
2: get
1: to two? Well, <laughs> guys, I try <laughs> to <of> have one clinic.
2: <laughs> well, I guess one bigger clinic. Our clinic is a little tiny now. Once we, we get a couple of doppelgangers and a couple of maybe like can happen and someone else, it might be a little tight, but. Here he goes. Steve.
0: Well, then oh,
2: go ahead
0: man. and answer the question. <laughs> this is great. I feel like this is like uh, couples therapy almost for you for you guys. I I feel like I um I found a new niche. I, I should. Yeah, uh, you, I mean,
1: hey, it's a big deal, and there's a lot more couples I think than than I realized.
0: Yeah, there's like, way like, more. T- totally. No, I mean that that's the thing that uh, is so interesting is you know Courtney. Uh, his wife, uh, they work together. She does nutrition coaching. Uh, you know, they, they work together in the business. Their goal is to uh, set their businesses up to where they can, you know, be mobile and, and just, I mean, they're, they're, I think they have like 10 years until their, their youngest graduates from high school. So he's like, I got 10 years to get a turnkey business. So I can turn over to somebody else and and we'll build our, you know, the nutrition side up and just like buy RV and gone, you know? Yeah. And and, uh, and that so like, that's what he is interested in, right? And then there's other people that, that, uh, that we talked to that are like, no, I want to have, I don't know, six clinics and I want to sell it for like $10 million at this point. And like they have different goals, right? Like their goals are more, you know, business oriented, financially, maybe more so. You guys, it seems like it's more about balance between, you know, work and life and, you know, family comes along eventually or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, we don't have kids, so we want to yeah. make that possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's so cool. And, and you know, Aaron, with your background, seeing, you know, you, how frequently your dad was gone, like, I think that it's also, it's interesting what you see. And I'm sure, you know, your dad, probably super smart man and had, you know, every, you know you know, right decision for you that he could have. And that's just the way that he provided for people. And, but I see that and I'm like, man, that was the way, the only way that many of us thought it was like, go be a lawyer or a doctor, right? That's what they tell you. But what they don't tell you is like, the internet's this thing, you can make money on that. There's, you can, you can have a practice where you can define what it is that you make. There's no ceiling to that. And also how much free time you have, you know? And like, do you wanna drop your kids off every day and pick them up? You can totally do that, but you have to define what your business does for you, not the other way around. And that's, you know, sadly, a lot of surgeons, a lot of physicians, they get stuck there because they're, that's what the job demands.
2: Unfortunately, too, I'm I'm in contact with some other people that are in PT school and about to get out, and they have contacted us and been like, "Wait, I don't understand how you guys are cash and you're actually doing okay. Like, are you doing okay?" Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not we're not crushing. Yeah, I mean, there's we have a we're gonna get there, but we're doing just fine. they are like, well, we're actually physically taught in school that but you, you can't, do that. can't do that. I was like, right. well, I would highly. I, I told them like, please get your book, like F insurance and all these <laughs> other things, and that's a good start to start looking at the process obviously and and but it's weird how in school they're teaching it literally that you can't do it. it's not an option
1: i guess if you think weird. of it money-wise like i just i had like a reaction to you saying like we're we're not crushing it just yet but like in life i feel like we are
0: yeah like well, what is what, what does that mean i think that's like the thing is, it's you know what, what bucket are you talking about because i think for a lot of people like i know plenty of people that make a lot of money and they're miserable fucks like they're just you know, they're, 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 they're sad. They have terrible relationships with their, with their friends and family. Um, Their physical health is terrible. And the, the one thing that they do well is they have this business that they, they double down on and they constantly spend all their time in it because it's the only thing where they feel like they're, they're winning. Right. So, you know, and, and I think that success is different to everybody. You know, it just depends on what that looks like because how, I mean, I don't think money correlates to happiness. Once you get past a certain point, I can tell you, you know, like, We've made way more money in the last couple years than we made in the first couple years that I was in business, and I don't feel any different. I we just have like you know we have opportunities to do different things, but yet I still work hard all the time because I like what I do, uh, and and we're impacting people, right? So like it's just a, money is a it makes you more of what you are, right? If you're already kind of an a hole, you get to be an a hole to more people, and if you're if you're yeah, and if and if you love exercise, if you love like. Self-care, it just lets you do more of that. You know, if you love family time, it lets you free up more of that. Like, it just depends on what what you want. But, yeah, success, that's, like, such a subjective thing, right? You guys could be yeah. totally successful right now if that's how you define it. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. What do you want to be rich in? Do you want to be rich in time? Do you want to be rich in money? Do you want to be rich in whatever? Freedom,
2: yeah. Yes. <laughs> All of oh,
0: it. I think the beauty of it is, y- yeah, you, you can define what you want it to be, but also – in, in in what you guys have done like go out on your own already prove the concept of it show that I mean you had a lot of momentum even leading up to like this you know global pandemic that happened which a lot of other businesses are in our way worse position than us I mean could you imagine a gym like totally shut down all that overhead all those employees I feel like it'd be so hard or like a bar can't even be open and and you know what, what you you have the opportunity to do is not just replace your income because I get this all the time. And these, these poor PT students, like they're just getting fed misinformation. It's fake news, whatever. Right. Like, but, but when we, when we look at it, it's, it's like, no, it's happening. It's happening all over the country. I mean, Courtney Morris is in Wichita, Kansas, right? Not a big marketplace, like under, you know, it's a couple hundred thousand people, uh, So it's not like you think of that as like a hotbed of like performance, nutrition and wellness and all this stuff, but basically doubled what he was making at another, a clinic career as a director, right? So does he have more money? Yeah. But does he work with people that he likes? Yes. And does he have an opportunity to outsource some of that, generate passive income and security, and then free up time to go buy an RV and drive around the country with his wife? Yes, (laughs) totally. Because that's what success is to him, right? But not necessarily to me or you, maybe, I mean, maybe it is, but you're at least betting on yourself and giving yourself an opportunity to go to wherever it is you want to go. And if you, if you fail, it's because of you, you can't blame anybody else. So we've got to be in ownership of that as well. Yeah. So
2: I'll take it. Which is fun. Yeah. No, that's an exciting, <laughs> it's an exciting stressor. I, yeah. As opposed to the other one.
0: Are you guys chronically unemployable at this point? Would you say you're completely can't do it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. Good. I think you get there quick. I think it's like months two. You're like, map.
1: Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be like your friend. If, if, if it's not PT, I'll start selling sourdough bread or something like that. <laughs> if, if PT Maybe goes into for you. shitter, like, yeah, I can be gluten
2: free. I'd probably
1: be a plant lady. I'd, I'd like to have a plant store.
2: Yeah, we have at least 40,000 plants in our house right now. If we just oh, did yeah. like a circle, a 360 degree with the video camera right now, you'd be like, oh, plant, 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 there,
1: plant. There plant there people, they're doing great right now in this pandemic, yeah, too. Yeah,
2: for
0: sure. The plants?
1: Plant yeah, shops. Plants
2: stopped, oh,
0: plant shops. I thought so you're saying the plants. So I was like, yeah, oh, okay. probably less different. people driving, you know. I And they're talking about
2: that. Isn't that crazy how you know all that's actually changing after just, you know, stopping the world for a little bit?
0: It, it totally is. I mean, I, I I I you know, I was having the conversation with um, one of my patients is a uh infection control doctor at the CDC. So talk oh, about okay. like, yeah, like this well, we're we're right down the road from CDC where our office is and um he's been sitting for like 14 hours a day for weeks now. Right. And, and uh, so we're kind of seeing like acute, acute visits right now, just for like stuff that, you know, is, is uh, not super chronic that can hold off. So he came in looking like a question mark and his, his theory, it's really interesting with what he said in terms of, You know, we don't necessarily know what the net of positive effect of this is going to be either with, you know, the environment and stress changes and people physically exercising more, you know, and spending more time around family and like all of these stressors that can lead to very bad negative implications long term of metabolic disease and strokes and heart attacks. And like those are going to go down and pollution in the air and all of those things like What's the positive? I think there's going to be something that's going to be super, super positive in conjunction with it. Um, even though, yeah, all these negative things with the economy and your business and whatever else, like you look outside and all these people are riding bikes with their kids. Like, that's yeah. fucking great. You know? Yeah,
2: it's definitely got some positive stuff to it for sure. We yeah, get to be more, we get to kind of celebrate our procrastination and people get healthier. So, us be positive is <laughs> great.
0: And make sourdough bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make sourdough bread, yeah.
1: Perfect. Can I really get the, uh,
0: well let's let's do this. I want to be uh, respectful of y'all's time. So I know you gotta you gotta jump on a call with your VA uh here in a second. So let's do this. If people want to reach out, see what you guys are doing, they they want to get a better idea of your practice, like where can they go to learn more information about what you guys uh you guys have going on?
1: Um we're Instagram Thrive Physical Therapy S D and Facebook. Same. Um our website is SDthrive.com. And that's about it. I mean call us if you want. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Your admin answer? Can they like can they do like a, a mystery shopper?
2: I know. Yeah, yeah, it's to about time. Up? We're about yeah. to unleash that. We're gonna have yeah. like ten people just call her and give her just the most terrible random stuff.
0: <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> just, I, I,
2: I, why? <laughs> well Let's talk about this.
0: <laughs> just have people call her and just just go, do you take, do you take my insurance? That's question number one. Like, oh, oh she's already primed for that yeah. one. Redirect. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, hey, first of all, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This is a fun conversation. I think people are really going to like this. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's a pleasure chatting with you guys. You definitely um, have a cool energy and I've I'm, I'm got a good chance to share this. So, uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for your time today, guys. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast and we'll catch you next time. hey wait a minute just to let you guys know we are closing in on 200 views on itunes that's crazy most podcasts hardly get to 100 reviews, let alone 200, and this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub- subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them, it means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.